just you get to choose. Like here's here's the scenario: the the environment gives us something which can be perceived as negative, can be perceived as not working, can be perceived as problematic. The world's ending. So we get to choose to see it like that, or we get to see choose to see it as an opportunity. So clearly, that it's my responsibility now to do that for other people. If I have information, and you know, other people's success is my success, and vice versa. Because you know what, like the challenges or the roadblocks are the journey themselves. There's no big things. It's all little things compounding on top of each other. Coach Nick, it's always great to connect with you. Great to talk to you. I'm in a great mood today. I want to talk about. Um, I want to talk about how people get into good moods. Like, what, what does that mean? I want to dive deeper in, instead of just saying I'm in a good mood. Let's uh, let's take advantage of it. I want to talk about the good mood. Why, <laughs> without knowing my day or my mindset or you know my perspective, why why am I in a good mood today? What? How would you? How would you think that happens? What are you focused on today? What am I focused on? I'm focused on the relationships I've been building and the people that are in my life that I appreciate. Mm. How does that make you feel? Uh, like a big sigh of relief. Like there's space, like I'm in control and like I'm not in this alone. I have support and uh, a lot of people who appreciate me as much as I appreciate them. Mm. Very cool. So then what is a mood? A mood is a sustained feeling or set of feelings over a period of time. Mm. So, so if you're in a good mood, what are the set of feelings that make up that good mood? Hmm. Uh, somewhat of what I just described, um, calm and peaceful, uh, connected. I feel connected and I feel like I'm in control. And can you, can you only have one good mood? One at a time, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'll go with that. So, okay. Focus on the good mood. Um, what have you been focused on? You've been focused on people, connections. Uh, it's giving you a big sigh of release, release, relief. Well, I, I think that question has already answered some of my question with like, well, I'm not focused on you know, uh, how frustrated I am or that I'm disappointed in something or that something didn't go great. And all those things happen today. I'm just not focused on them. Yeah. What's, what's wrong is always available, but so is what's right. So it turns like today you've just chosen to focus on the areas which are bringing you that collective three sets of feelings, calm and peaceful, connected and in control, which you've, you've wrapped up into a nice little bow and called it a good mood. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah, right. And I, I maybe wasn't even aware of that. Um, now I've designed parts of my routine so that it's more likely to happen. Uh, for example, you know, I meditated this morning. That's always a part of my formula and that sets the tone for the rest of the day. Yeah, it really, really does. And that boot up routine in the morning makes all the difference because it allows you to be without, con without, without intentional focus, picking the things that you want to pick rather than having to be deliberate in the things you want to pick, rather, meaning like it goes in to the frame you want it to be in rather than having to put it in the frame you want it to be in. Mm. So like if you, <laughs> all right, follow this. 
if you were maybe in the old days, I don't know, first people still do this, go and have a picture printed and then framed and you go and collect that picture and the picture is exactly as you expect because you're the one that sent the picture and the frame is exactly the frame you want it to be in. You just take that, it's going to be one motion, one event, one transaction, you take that and you're going to put it on your wall, happy days. But if you go there, you look at the picture like, well, it's the same picture, but the frame it's in is not the right frame. You have to take it out of the frame or actually step back. You might take it with the frame and go, this isn't right. Picture's not right. This doesn't, this is not what I wanted. And, and meanwhile, the picture's the same, but it's only the frame that's different. So you have to take the picture out of the frame, find a new frame that you want, and then put the picture back in the frame. And then you've got the result that you wanted. That's if you're aware that you can change the frame. Some people might go, well, that's the frame it's in. I can't change the frame. That's the way it is. I'm in a bad mood. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the fr but so you've set the stage in the day to make sure that you've called forward to tell that person at Walmart that's making your pictures yeah. the right frame to put it in. So when you show up, it's already in the right frame and you haven't got to put it in there yourself. So that's pretty cool. And, and what I'm hearing is that I have the ability to, to remove myself from having a bad mood or when I'm in a bad mood. Is that, is that fair to say? Absolutely. Pr protect yourself. Not from the nth degree. It's like, you know, that's why it's not always about being a hundred percent in the, in the place that you feels fantastic all the time, but, but it's preventing, it's being in that more than, more than often. And it's when you're not in there being able to get back quicker. That's the work we do. That's the practice we do. It's part of why we do this podcast, at least for me, because I get to practice job in the saw. So when I, so I leave my day, it's the last thing I'm doing today from a business perspective is this podcast. And so I leave my day going into it with, with a slightly better outlook than I did, that I did coming into it, even though I was in a great place already coming into it. Some great <laughs> conversations today, some great things. Same thing for you, or I'm in good mood. Yeah. I think about, I mentioned this book before, The Big Leap. Uh, and one of my biggest takeaways from that book, definitely recommend that for anybody who's listening, The Big Leap by uh, Gay Hendricks, Hendricks, I think is the author. Um, and he talks about, you know, the the image on, on the front cover actually is, is so um, striking to me. It's this uh, goldfish that's jumping out of a little tiny bowl into a bigger bowl. I, lo I love it. It's like a level up. Like you're the big leap in that you're, you're increasing the abundance in your life. And my biggest takeaway from that book is that whenever he was, uh, he felt limited or, you know, what, what I would describe as what we're talking about the, uh, in a bad mood, that that was the moment to recalibrate to what he actually wanted. And I'm wondering today, you know, it's something that I've worked on a lot and I'm, I even say that I'm good at, or I've gotten good at or proficient at is recalibrating when I feel negative. And I think a lot of people, including myself in the past, um, romanticize that negative emotion. Uh, there's something about it that makes it sticky to where it's like, well, no, this is different. Like I'm, you know, you're not experiencing what I'm experiencing. This, there's, there's no way out of this. Like I'm, this is the way that I feel. I'm going to feel this way forever. Sometimes it feels like, yeah, I'm wondering what that is, that romanticizing 
a way that we feel that is actually not the way that we would probably choose to feel if we had if we had the option. Well, yeah, like why why is a romantic notion attractive? Why is a romantic motion attractive? Is that you said or emotion? Notion or emotion? I guess yeah, emotion as well. But like a, the notion of something that's romantic, why is that attractive? That's a good question. Um, we have to define romantic, but well, yeah, yeah, the idea that we're maybe there's that connection. I come back to that word, but um, it's it's a good vibration. It's something that I would want. I I want. I, I desire. It. Right. So so then you can tie it all together. So if there's a a negative feeling or experience or collective feelings, which we're we're saying is what a mood is. And it feels like there's a romanticized notion about that. Like there's a romantic link to that. And, a, and, and romance is something that you desire that you want. Like it's just linked together. So when you feel like that, you feel like that. When you feel like you're in a negative place, it feels kind of like, I, I, did, you, I don't know if you saw that. I did that. Like for me, physically, that sounds like it's almost like I'm giving myself a hug, right? It's like a, there's a warmness about, that romantic vision it's like sitting in a in a coffee shop on a cold day looking out to the snow or you know walking around with a big coat on or like and just watching rain and being warm like it's there's something about it which is comforting hmm. so yeah you you want to stay there right like it gives you something because even if it's the things that appear on the surface that we don't want if we're still doing it, there's something that's given us. That's interesting. I think you're spot on about that. And it might even be what I've already said, right? Like maybe the romanticizing is that I know there's something there for me to learn from or to recalibrate to, or to, like there's a, you know, we never want to resist our emotions because we don't control them, right? So they always carry information for us to uh, gain an insight from. So maybe that is what we're talking about here is that we we're unconsciously romantic about feeling negative because there is something there for us. It's, it is the way that we feel and it, it is right because we are feeling it in that moment. Is there a danger in that? Yeah. You don't get out. <laughs> right. Like right. You, you continue to feel that or that becomes your normal because you're romanticizing it. And then what happens if you don't get out? Like, what's the what's the next part of that process? Like, if you don't get out or don't get out quickly, what happens? Yeah, you you're either um, in this place of apathy and just chugging right along with the normal, or you spiral and it gets worse. There's no improvement. There's no progress being made. Yeah, that's the scary thing for me. It's like you want to acknowledge those things. But you also want to do it with awareness that you don't want to, it's not, it's not home. If your home is growth and being uncomfortable, then you continue to grow and be, continue to become more. If your home is comfort and being okay and warm and cozy with the things that you know, then as you say, it leads to apathy, it leads to more of that, it leads to less and scarcity. That's definitely the scary, scary thing for me to think about. 
a, a few years back when I was in a prior role and was experiencing frustration and felt stuck, um, I wrote down a whole bunch of things that I wanted to feel that I didn't have. You know, it was always that um, two ends of that stick, right? So if I pick it up, one end is, is giving me this, this is the way that I feel. Well, it's also de defining the opposite end of that stick that I want to feel. And I wrote down, um, you know, just like sayings and quips and things that put me in a good mood or a good state or that I wanted to be reminded about when I was feeling down or in, in a negative vibration. And one of the things I wrote was get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yeah. So I think I instinctively uh, understood that principle years ago that if I'm comfortable, it means that I'm limiting uh, the perspective that I have or the amount of success that I have or, or whatever. As soon as I rest on my laurels, there's that lag time to what I'm experiencing as a result of that in the future. And so kind of like what you're saying, if you are in that constant state of bringing on uncomfortability by way of progress, then your lag results will be things that are advantageous to you. You meet new people that way. You make friends, you earn more money, you, you are more fulfilled, you make a bigger impact. Uh, that can't come from running through the motions and doing the same thing every day. It comes from having new experiences and that can be scary, but that's the, I think that's your point. Like get comfortable with scary things. Yeah. yeah. Because otherwise, whichever direction you go in is going to get stronger because you're going to get more reps in that direction. That's why it seems, seems like for someone who's constantly going to that comfort place, that romance place of that, you know, this slightly warm and fuzzy place because it, it's comfortable, that frame of that, then the more you do that, the stronger it's going to become. And at a certain point, it's not even going to be conceivable that there could be anything else. And that's when you're going to go into Walmart and go, the pitch is wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. And you can't even see the frame. Just the pitch is wrong. Get a new picture. I can't, I can't yeah. even see it. Like, the pitch is wrong. What's wrong with the picture? So I don't know the picture. Your picture can be framed in however you want to frame it. Like it's, is this a picture of opportunity or is it a picture of despair? And so if you're so used to seeing despair, then guess what you're going to see? It comes back to the uh, association of it as well. You know, like whatever you see is what you get. What you focus on is what you get. Uh, and it's, uh, you know, if you focus on what you lack, you'll lose what you've got. If you focus on you know, what you have, that you'll gain what you don't. And so it's the same principle. Coach, we say this a lot on here. I want to go deeper with our last couple of minutes here. Of what you focus on is what you get. And it's so simple, right? It almost seems like, well, you can't break that down any simpler. But what, what does that mean? What you focus on is what you get. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever you look at is what you see, right? Or, or whatever action that you take in, uh, in a particular area is what you get, right? If you, if, if you want to um, become uh, a high-level athlete and you pick a sport, Right. So let's say you pick running and you go, I'm going to, I'm going to get, I'm going to get high level at running and you start from nothing. What might you do? You might get obsessed with watching YouTube videos about running. You'd be listening to audibles about all the famous people that have been accomplished a lot in running. You know, you'd be doing a course or you get yourself a coach or you join a running team, you start running and all you do is things around running and you do the physical actual training of it, you're going to get 
you're going to get to be a runner. Like there's going to be part of you, which is running because that's what you're focused on. That's what you're doing. If you're looking what and what's focus, it's just where you're looking. Right. It's just where you, so you can say it differently. So what you're looking at is what you get. Mm. Right. If I looking at, looking at the screen, we're recording a podcast. I'm looking at you. I get you. I'm looking at you. If I turn <laughs> around. I look at a wall. I get a wall. I mean, it's, like you said, it's really simple, but uh, the application of it is like fundamentally everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's why. So, so why most people fall down on it is because they're, Focusing on what they don't have, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So how the the analogy I'll choose to wrap up here with is uh, like if you're using your eyes for for this analogy of of what you focus on is what you get. Picture your thoughts having eyes. What huh. what are your thought? What what direction are your thoughts looking? And then that that's the ability to change it, right? You're whereas your eyes you can you know blinking is a voluntary and an involuntary act right you don't think about blinking so that it's involuntary you could also sit here and blink so are thoughts right thoughts are things that are involuntary sometimes we don't control what pops into our mind that's why meditation is so strong and powerful Um, but you can also i want to think about this podcast and here i go thinking about this podcast and same with mood right so to pull it all in full circle I am thinking about, that was the question you asked, how do you know that you're in a good mood or what have you done? Well, or what do you focus on is what you asked, right? And I said, I'm focused on things I'm grateful for, the people in my life, the connectivity I feel, therefore I'm in a good mood. I'm getting more of what I focus on. And so that's the answer to the mood question. How how did I get here? Well, it's what I'm focused on. Yeah, and I love the way you broke it down, right? What are you focused on? This, I'm focused, this, this, and this. Okay, so what did that create for you? You created feelings of calm and peace, connectiveness and control. And that those collective feelings you bundled up and called a good mood. And and but it's so easy just to go, oh I was in a good mood today. And tonight and tomorrow I'm not. Or today I'm not. It's like it's like it's something by so let let me close with this for the opposite focus, right? Or the or the illusion that you can't change it. So this morning I was working with a client and one of the things I asked to do for, for an assignment that we, we took away was to write down all of her tasks in the particular role that, that she was playing or plays. And and I asked her how she did with it. And she said, you know, I, yeah, I, I was going to, but my, my, the battery, the battery died on my laptop. You know, I went downstairs to grab a cup of coffee after our time together and we, we, we rocked it. We crushed it. But that, that comment is, is we got to kill that dead, mm-hmm. right? Because that's the little thing that is most people letting that in as like, well, what difference does that make that you're saying that? But it, it's, it's a slippery slope, right? It starts down the road of focusing on things that you don't want. They're out of your control. What she's basically saying is it's my laptop's fault. I didn't do this. Mm-hmm. Now I, like it, you could say that's ridiculous. Like you're being way too harsh, but like, I want to kill the monster before it grows big. <laughs> Cause the next thing is like, Oh, I didn't deliver on this whole big thing because this person, that person, that person, and then the whole life turns into things that are outside of you, whether other people, terrible things. No, let's be clear. She didn't do the work. And and part of it, if you really unpack it, is that it's, she didn't plug a laptop in. 
It's mm. not her laptop's fault. Right. And it's not, I'm not judging her either, but like, let's be real because it's, it's the fact that she doesn't realize it. Right. Like most of us are doing that. Most of us are doing something, some sort of version of that. And uh, we want to make sure that we are honest with ourselves more than anything, being dirt honest about like, how are we representing ourselves to ourselves before we've ever everyone else? Am I, am I saying things that support me to be the best person I am? She just needed to say, I didn't do it. That's it. Yeah. And what, what was she focused on? She wasn't focused on the fact that she did not take the action. She focused on the fact that the laptop died. Both true. Bad laptop. Right? Bad laptop. Yeah. <laughs> right. Punish that laptop. Coach, I've enjoyed this conversation today because this may have been the simplest episode that we've had. Uh, and for that, we got some new sound effects here. I want to try one of these out here. So give us a little golf clap. <laughs> now, we'll, we'll wrap on that good note and we're going to take our good moods into the rest of the day. So thank you as always for an enlightening and a simple conversation. Thanks, Coach. Thank you for watching another episode of Truth Seekers. We appreciate your interaction. So please comment, like, subscribe to YouTube, Apple Podcasts or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. And if you want more, check out some of our links. Links to our masterclass, The Achievers Mindset. And come join our LinkedIn group. And what do you want to see more of? Remember, we're here to share the simple secrets of successful. So help us do that. What do you want to see? What do you want to see more of? Thanks and see you again next time.